Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel today where we have even more disturbing and dystopian news on the financial front for you. Now, we've talked before about the tokenization of money, of currency, of fiat, and we've talked about how it's been expanding and accelerating. And in the last couple of weeks, I've noticed a lot of YouTubers start talking about this tokenization of Citibank and JP Morgan and a couple of others have started to talk about the implementation of this now. A point to note is that although it appears as though it affects users' bank accounts right away, this actually isn't the case, but it is coming. It will happen soon, but it isn't as immediate as you may be led to believe. However, your savings, your life savings, your uh, wages, your salary that is paid into your bank account in the future will be tokenized. This is uh, almost a certainty that this is going to happen. So what do you do? You take what you call money, so you call that cash, whatever you want to call it, fiat currency, and the bank takes that in and what it does is it gives you a digital representation of that, which is slightly different to what you have now in that your digital representation is still a currency. But what's going to happen in the future is that it will become a token. So you see how dystopian and worrying this is. And in fact, you could even say that this is almost as bad as bail-in law. You remember I talked about bail-in several years ago where everyone thought that I was a crazy man and that there was no such thing as bail-in until we really exposed that across the G20 and that a law had been passed for banks and countries across the G20 that if your bank failed, that there would not be a bailout the next time, like what happened in 2008, but we would have a bail-in. What does that mean? It means your savings, your money in the bank, is bailed in to the bank and they would give you in exchange. So your money's gone, but what they'd give you in exchange is share certificates of a worthless bank. So you could say that this new rule, they're going to get you no matter how you look at it. And for those people who think that cash is going to save us, I for one also believe in cash as well. I'm going to talk about this today and how they're actually closing the loop as well on cash transactions. Now, before we jump into all of that and go onto the shared screen, just a reminder, below in the description or the pinned comment, I do have two finance courses which will help you and will help your family to navigate this crisis that we're going to go through. I spent years of my time creating these courses for you to prepare you for what is coming. So please have a look at them. Again, I'm not saying you have to buy them or anything like that, but at least have a look at the information page to see if it will be of value to you. So let's go on to the shared screen then and let me talk you through what is happening here. We're going to jump through Canada, the USA, Australia and the UK, but this is going to go global. So let's begin with Canada then, where Canada is the top country in the world right now embracing cashless technology, but it's not without risk. We've got a lot of pushback and the pushback is not really being heard. This uh, gentleman said cash works even when the systems are down. 
when the power goes out and people can still make payments using bank notes. Second, so he's, he's given an argument for uh, maintaining cash, whereas the banks want to remove cash. He said, second, banknotes offer privacy for your transactions. You can use them without giving anyone your personal or your banking information. Using cash avoids the risk of being hacked or having your card compromised. I completely agree with this. But what does the Bank of Canada economist said then? Well, they've, they've just considered all of this in their discussion paper released this fall. It's called, Is a Cashless Society Problematic? And it, it cites the consistent decline of cash payments in Canada for decades. Again, what has that got to do with anything that was just mentioned? It also mentions an analysis by Forex Bonuses, which declared Canada the top country in the world embracing cashless technology. Again, it doesn't address the concerns that a lot of people have. A very close second was Sweden, a country where the government is now studying how going cashless would affect the nation. Now, would I listen and take these two countries as an example? No, I wouldn't. But of course, they try to emphasize things like this, the future of digital payments. An associate professor, they have to use the word professor, of finance at the University of Toronto supports the initiatives and believes in a cashless society. I would really appreciate it if cash would go. I think it's inconvenient, said Park. Well, so what? They also cite all of these surveys. Canada pushing towards a cashless society with a 70% drop in cash transactions by, of course, we know the year 2030. By 2030, cash purchases will make up only 10% of money spent in Canada. Well, again, that's still a very large amount. And they're comparing this to 35% since 2030. 14. Again, they've done all these studies, which they are manipulating the data on these studies. Um, of Canadians 18 to 34 years old, 25% agreed they preferred paying with a mobile wallet. Age 35 to 44, 23.5% agreed they preferred paying with a mobile wallet. And these numbers decrease with age. 45 to 54 year olds, it was just 18.3%. 55 to 64 year olds, just 10.4% and 65 plus is 5.8%. Now you'll see why this number in particular is so crucial in a moment because of what the UK is making up and they really are making this stuff up as they go along. We also have this over in Australia. Australia is having major issues at the moment because Australia wants to be completely cashless by 2020. Six. That is not far away. You are within two to three years and you have Macquarie Bank here phasing out cash by 2024. So even sooner. Now, let me just give you a little bit of information on this Australian bank here. Macquarie Bank in Australia plans to eliminate all, keyword, all cash checks and phone payment services between January 2024 and November 2024. So what, what's that, October, November, December? You're basically, it's beginning in three months time, just over three months time, and this will run through to November of 2024. This will affect all Macquarie banking and wealth management products, including pensions and super accounts. Even automated telephone banking services will be discontinued by November of 2024. I mean, they're really 
tightening the net here. Customers will lose the option to deposit and withdraw cash at any national Australia bank branches by November of 2024. Post changes, cash withdrawals will be limited to ATMs only. Macquarie is the first bank to implement such, such changes in Australia, although ANZ or ANZ, uh, Commonwealth Bank, have similar plans for their branches as well. So if you have any of these branches or bank accounts, you need to be very wary of this. The bank survey showed cash was only, this is the funny word here, only used in 27% of transactions in 2021, up from uh, 2020, which was 23%. Okay, so just think about this for a, for a moment here. Cash uh, transactions went up from 23% to 27%. And they are using this logic that cash is just not required in Australia. People don't want it. People don't use it. And that's why they are removing it. Does that make any sense at all? The answer is no. Of course, it makes no sense unless you look at it with a more uh, skeptical viewpoint and realize that this is nothing about, you know, the usage of cash. They are trying to remove cash because of this CBDC and the tokenization that they can do without needing to give you access to cash. See, if there's another bank run in the future, what exactly are you going to remove? You're going to queue up and take what? A digital token? Good luck with that. And this is going to be rolled out everywhere. Even Australian ATMs, they are reducing the number of ATMs. Now, one thing they've put in here as their, their um, evidence for why they need to do this is complete nonsense. It says the Reserve Bank reports notes that even demographic groups traditionally reliant on cash, such as the elderly, are moving away from it at a rapid pace. This is simply not true. You look at the statistics and there's almost no change in the elderly. Perhaps it is that, you know, that age group as they're getting older, some unfortunately are passing away and there is no longer that, uh, that, that those cash transactions going on. That, that seems more logical to me than simply that they're moving away at a, a rapid pace. And to try and make out as though the elderly don't like using cash anymore um, is absolute nonsense. They, oh yes, they prefer these digital tokens on their brand new smartphone and their, their new laptop and their servers. And, you know, they like to maintain their own uh, networks and all this. Oh yes. Um, can you imagine that? You go to your local nursing home or what you might say, you know, old folks home or something in, in other places. Um, when do you see them with all this technology and, and their preference for this technology. You don't. They are just making all this stuff up as they go along. So you probably heard last week, I know a few YouTubers have covered this, about Citibank is now doing tokenization. So again, if you're with Citibank, you don't need to panic because it doesn't affect user accounts just yet. It's more on the investment side. It will come to user accounts um, at some point, but it isn't there yet. I, I mean, I know this because I had people in my private community just messaging me nonstop. Neil, I saw this video on YouTube and they've said all my money's gone. It's been turned to digital tokens. Uh, okay, so I just want to put everyone's mind at ease. That isn't what's happened with Citibank, JP Morgan and a couple of others. That is just for certain investment institutional money. 
even though it's not money, it's currency. So it doesn't apply to you yet, but this will come in the very near future. So what is Citibank doing then? They're using blockchain and smart contracts to deliver digital asset solutions for institutional, this is the keyword, clients. Uh, they're utilizing programmable transfers of tokenized deposits, keyword, and smart contracts for instant payments. So if you understand Bitcoin, Ethereum, it's similar to that. That's all you need to really think about. And their aim is to reduce transaction processing times from days to minutes. So there right away is a a positive thing. It's probably one of the only positive things with uh, tokenization. But I know that whenever I've received payments from the US, sometimes it's taken five days to clear. I mean, it's like, a, you know, going back to the Stone Age with some of these payments. So at least now with smart contracts, it can be done in, well, it can be done in seconds, actually. But, you know, there's AML and other things they have to go through. So this becomes minutes. So it's probably one of the only positives to this coming down down the line. Now, this is quite interesting. They are forecasting four to five trillion US dollars of tokenized digital securities and $1 trillion of distributed ledger technologies, DLT-based finance, by key year again, 2030. But it's not just Citibank, uh, it's also JP Morgan. So you've got the JPM coin you've probably heard about. They're also doing something similar. They're not quite as, as far ahead as Citibank, but they have developed the technology. They're waiting for US regulatory approval, and this could go ahead within the year. So it's about a year away that they're looking at this. Now they're trying to say this is gonna make your transactions cheaper and, and faster and all this other stuff. Um, yeah, don't don't fall for you know the marketing around this. This will be dystopian in nature. Your money will be turned into worthless tokens because that's what they are. They are worthless. The only value they have is the value assigned to them by you know branding or what exists in your mind. But I guess you could say the same thing about cash and other things. But just remember that um, what you're doing here, your, your working, your life energy, your life savings is being put into a bank account that soon you will not have any control over. Remember when you put money into a bank account, you see that as a deposit, but they see that under the, the law as a unsecured loan, I think is the best way to describe it, to the bank. So that's where bail-in law and, and everything else comes in. But it's not just JP Morgan and Citibank, there's more. I haven't heard many people talk about the rest of the banks doing this, but there's a lot more. HSBC has got a partnership with Fireblocks. You don't hear Fireblocks very often, but they've secured over $4 trillion in transactions. I mean, this is, this is very, very serious as to where all of this is going. They also a crypto custodial provider for the Bank of New York Mellon and BNP Paribas. So, I mean, we could just go on and on and on all day with this stuff. And you've seen all of the articles. They are just relentless day in, day out. Uh, cash will soon be obsolete. Will America be ready? This was as early as 2021 that these articles have been coming out nonstop. What about the Fed now uh, that we talked about before? 
This is another one. They, they say, no, this isn't a digital currency. This is nothing to do with all of this. Actually, it is, but they're just doing it in a different way to not uh, get the alarm bells started. What about how much you can withdraw from your bank? Well, this is uh, from the US here. They've started to give numbers as to what you can withdraw. I mean, still good uh, figures at the moment in terms of cash that you can withdraw. And I always say, definitely have some cash. Don't just leave all of your funds in the bank because you may live to regret it as people did in 2008, as they did in 2000 and previous crashes or banking crises. But one thing you might not be aware of, and this happened back in June time, if you haven't been a subscriber for a while, is that there was a tokenization trial in Singapore with some of the big banks. So Stanchar, HSBC, City, UBS. But really the list of bank closures is absolutely staggering at the moment. Uh, just unbelievable. Barclays, I think, is probably leading the way. They are close. And remember, they've already closed record numbers of bank branches. Well, you have uh, Barclays, HSBC as well, record numbers, Halifax, RBS, Santander. I mean, this just goes on and on and on. But I will give you some good news, actually, and that is that cash payments have risen in the UK. Yes, that's right. They have rose by 7% since last year. And again, there's a lot of articles around this, and they're trying to say that this is um, from people budgeting and the cost of living crisis and all these other things. No, that's not the reason for it. The reason that people are using a lot more cash now is because of the campaigns. It is because of social media influencers. It's because of um, people that have some sort of influence now. It's because of you as well. You know, people like uh, myself and other people, we can only spread the word to use cash before it's it's gone. But simply by you using more cash, telling your friends to use more cash, alerting them to the risks of these central bank digital currencies and these tokenizations of your life savings or, or your, your salary every month, which of course is going to merge into the dystopian. You know, they've already told us this. This isn't just us coming up with things here. They've already told us that they will be programming the currency. Originally, they said they wouldn't. Now they are going to program the currency. I don't think this is just going to be the central banks. I think if the commercial banks now are moving towards tokenization, they're also going to put some sort of a programmable nature into it. So you've got to be prepared for these things. I'm actually just writing a, um, a post at the moment for the private community, for those of you who are members, uh, just talking about CBDCs, alternative countries, how to actually avoid this if it, if it finally does pass. Because the last thing I want for me, for my family, is to be trapped under these dystopian uh, measures that I'm pretty sure are going to come down the line. So I think I'll leave it there for today. I've already given you a lot to think about. Uh, just a reminder about my two courses and uh, of course my private community if you're not a member. Other than that, take care. God bless you. God bless your family. And I will see you all tomorrow.